Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Well, hello everybody and welcome to another edition of Herbie's Community Cooking Corner for January 30th, 2024. I am coming to you today from my office rather than the friendly confines of my kitchen because until, like, very recently... We have not had water this uh, last day, making things uh, very interesting. And um, so I'm not going to be able to cook the uh, stuff today for the brookie. That's going to be next week. Um, Well, brownie cookie. It doesn't actually say it's a brookie. It just says it's a brownie cookie. So uh, let's take a look at our recipe for that real quick. And then what we're going to do is uh, get into a best of Herbie's Community Cooking Corner And take a look at another cookie that I made a while back called Chocolate Chip Crunch Cookies. And along the way, though, we will take questions about uh, this recipe, though I have not actually made it yet. So um, this is going to be the first time for all of us, at least for me anyway. So um, just keep that in mind if you have any questions. So uh, the recipe itself calls for a cup and a half uh, sifted all-purpose flour, a half cup cocoa, Baking powder, like um, a half teaspoon, an eighth teaspoon salt, a stick butter uh, of butter, you know, softened, two cups sugar, four eggs, a teaspoon of vanilla, and a cup of chopped nuts, which of course you don't have to do the chopped nuts if you don't want to, and a half cup shortening. So, um, there you go. We preheat our oven to, uh... 350, and then we don't actually use a cookie sheet for this recipe. We use a 9x13 pan. And uh, it says to grease and flour the pan. So we would uh, sift the uh, flour, cooker, uh, cocoa, and powder. And then in another bowl, we would combine the butter, the shortening, and the sugar. Using a mixer, we'd uh, beat all that into submission, then add the eggs. Mix until well blended. Gradually add in the flour mixture until moistened, then add in the vanilla last. And we bake for 25 to 30 minutes. And um, we put the pan on a uh, cooling rack. So pretty straightforward recipe. Looking forward to doing uh, that uh, for you all today. And um, not exactly a good idea when you don't have water. We do now have water, just not hot water. So... um, Yeah, I'd uh, be washing my hands in cold water right now, which uh, is better than nothing, I'll say that much. But um, that's how that goes. So a couple things I'll just briefly talk about with this recipe, of course. Identifying the flour is pretty easy. You um, you know, remember your flour and sugar bags are the same type, but they're going to feel different from each other. The sugar is going to feel more refined and um, like more granulated, where the flour is going to feel more stiff. Eggs, you can always crack those in a separate bowl to fish out any shells if you are not good with cracking eggs. Um, let's see, shortening. There are several types of shortening you can use. I have like a vegetable shortening that I would have used, and um, it comes in a round container. Um, baking powder, that is easy identifiable. It comes in a small round little canister with a lid on it. And, um, 
So that's your baking powder. Of course, the salt's going to come in whatever your salt shaker looks like. And um trying to think of anything else. And uh, so... Why don't we see if there are any uh, recipes? Why don't we see if there are any questions about this particular recipe? Well, we do not have any hands at this time, and I don't see Jane raising hers in Clubhouse, so I think we're clear. All right. Very good. So do not fear, folks. I will come back next week for this recipe live, and we'll just do what was supposed to be done this week, and... Hopefully we'll have water. Um, that'll be good. So, why don't we... First of all, before I get into the archive, I'm going to open it up now to just... Does anybody have any... Wait, cook- we do have a hand now. Oh, sorry. we have a hand. Okay, um, Melissa. Yes, ma'am. Go ahead. Hi, Herbie. Hello. Oh, there you are. Yeah. So, uh... Uh, those cookies smell good. And, uh, how long have you, uh, how long do you make the cookies for? 25 to 35 minutes. Oh, okay. Do you put, like, uh, do you put the chocolate chip in there? No, the chocolate comes from the combination of the uh, sugar and cocoa. Oh, okay. That sounds pretty cool. I, I love that. How many cups do you make? How many cups do you need it? Cups of what? The cups of the uh, flour. Um, it is a cup and a half. Oh, okay. Cool, cool, cool. And uh, I was about to ask, can you please email me the recording when we're done? So because I'm not making the recipe this week because of our water situation, that'll be next week when I actually get to make it uh, in the uh, actual call, so... Oh, okay, so you're out of water. Okay. Yep. Okay. All right. Thank you there, Melissa. Anybody else? You're welcome. Not at this time. So what I was going to do is, before we go into our archive, I was going to open it up and see if anybody has any cooking questions in general you'd like to ask about. You know, cooking, baking... Um, doesn't have to be about this recipe, and it can be anything from, uh, well, we can't talk about how to cook people, obviously, but, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, that, that, that wouldn't be good. Um, but, uh, Debbie you know, has her hand raised. Debbie, yes. Good morning. Well, I just am kind of multitasking in the background on hold for tech support and blah, 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 but. It's a good thing you're not making it today because I was thinking, I mean, it just makes my mouth water. And I was thinking, I wonder if I could take a spoon and just sort of sneak in to that bowl and just taste it. Yum. <laughs> so, ah. sorry you don't have water, but I know it'll be good when you make it. It sounds delicious. <laughs> anyway. All right. I'm glad you can't do that. I know. <laughs> I bet you are. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Ah, I'm I'm safe on Zoom. Phew. You okay, are. People sneaking in the spoonfuls and never have any uh, better left. You know, go around to put it in the pan. Oh, well. right. Everybody want to taste. Yeah. Raw and cooked. <laughs> exactly. Hey, that actually is an album by the Fine Young Cannibals. But okay. Um. 
It really is. The Raw and the Cooked has uh, two great songs on it. She Drives Me Crazy and Good Thing from 1989. Okay. This isn't Herbie's <laughs> music match, though. This is cooking. <laughs> um, okay. We yes. Do have, we do have a few more hands. Ever All right. <clears throat> oh, I, think I forgot um, unmuted still. Um, I forgot unmuted still. I don't know if you want. Well, we'll get you. I'll be more than happy to mute you. Don't yep, worry there. I'll get you. Don't Sorry. Worry. Sorry. It's okay. So things are a little bit more relaxed here today anyway. So, um, all right, go ahead, Ibrahim. Okay, so um, I'm used to recipes where they say mix the flour, baking soda, salt uh, together, and spices together, um, and then do wet ingredients separately. But I watched a YouTube video recently where this experienced baker said that she st- uh, noticed over the years that mixing the salt in with the wet ingredients is actually better because it um you know disperses the flavor throughout your bake um i was wondering if anyone else does that and maybe if anyone does that with spices in the wet batter rather than the dry batter well, that is an interesting question. We'll definitely open that up to everybody. I will just say that I will have to try that with the uh, recipe next week, putting the salt in with the wet ingredients instead of the uh, dry, and uh, we'll see how that turns out. But um, we will see. Um, just raise your hand, and we will get to you if uh, you're answering Ibrahim's question or uh, anything. And um, if you have All any right, thoughts... Elizabeth has her hands up. All right, Elizabeth. Um. Abraham, I would put the salt and the spices in the bowl where all of the batter is eventually going to go. Because if you put it in with the wet ingredients, if the dry ingredients get added to the wet, that's fine. Otherwise, you're going to end up with the spices sticking to the original wet bowl, if you know what I'm saying. So I would kind of, I don't know whether there are, whether they're adding the dry to the wet or the other way around. So I I think they would... normally normally it's the wet to the dry. Yeah, normally yeah. it is. So that's kind of why you would want to mix it. You know, if you mix your spices in with your and your salt in, and if you use a whisk on your flour, the thing that you do is you get air into your flour and you get everything mixed up. Air doesn't matter as much in cookies, but in a cake, you want to get the flour aerated so that it it fluffs up. Um, I have a question, though, about the cookie dough in the pan. I'm confused because a 13 by 9 inch pan is not near or whatever, an 11 by 13, whatever, it's not nearly as big as a cookie sheet. And I'm, are you putting blobs of this dough down and then like leaving room between them? Or what is happening here? I don't, I'm, this recipe confuses me deeply. Well, the idea is for it to be a brownie cookie. So I guess what you're going to get up, get in the end is a result between a brownie but, and a cookie. But when you put it down, how do you, do you, do you separate the the spoonfuls, the blobs? Nope. It does not say to do that. You just spread it all out in the pan. Yep. Sounds like brownies to me. I don't know. Okay, so maybe the texture is more cookie-like and less brownie-like, which, I mean, you can have brownies with all kinds of textures, so maybe you've got a harder brownie. I don't know. I do have a comment about the shortening. 
I looked this up specially for you, Herbie, so I hope you appreciate. I didn't go to too much effort, so don't panic. You don't have to send me cookies. It's all right. Um, but I looked this up, and Crisco used to be made with partially hydrogenated oil, which is really unhealthy. They don't do that anymore. Now it's absolutely hydrogenated, which they claim is healthier. I don't know. It used to be made with cottonseed oil, and now they make it with soy, soy oil and palm oil. Um, if you don't want to eat palm oil, which I personally don't want to eat, but some people don't care about, but if you don't want to eat palm oil, you can substitute coconut oil for, I'm assuming you're using Crisco for the shortening. Um, yep. You could, yeah. You could also substitute butter for the shortening. My little cooking things tell me the texture is going to be different, but since we don't know what the texture is really supposed to be like on these things, anyhow, and the, the taste may be a little more buttery. Like, who cares? I'm sorry, but butter is good. Um, I'd rather have it taste like butter than Crisco. Um, yeah, so that's that's my only comment. All right. Good uh, point there, Elizabeth. And uh, yes, indeed. All right. Okay, Abraham has his hand up again. Abraham. All right. So um, I remember a recipe a while ago that I saw for brownie brittle. Uh, and I think this may be closer to that than a brookie. All right. Mm, what is brownie, brownie brittle, though? Um. I think it's uh, like um, the thin layer of brownie that you can break up, like, um, you know, to have as a snack. So it has the flavor of a brownie, but it's uh, smaller pieces and denser. Um, so, um, first of all, like. so if you've never tried brownie brittle, if you have access to Costco via Instacart or uh, no, membership, no. then okay. you can get it from there. It's. Oh. Very crispy, um, and so it's kind of like a very crispy brownie type flavored thing. Chanel actually, i um, very much adores the stuff. <clears throat> and um, so kind of like a cookie that's a brownie. It's kind of like a cookie that's a brownie, yeah. And uh, but it is brittle, and it can be a little bit crumbly. I've also had it on airplanes, actually. Okay, it sounds interesting. That's good. Um, I've changed the texture on brownies by subst by putting in a lot of coconut, which changes the texture on it a lot. So you can change brownie texture a great deal by overcooking them, which will make them much more brittle, or by turning the oven off and leaving them in the oven, like instead of cooking them for the entire time, you turn it off and let them dry out for the last five or ten minutes. That'll change the whole character of the thing. I do have a question. You know the brownie crunch or crunch brownies or whatever what yep. made the crunch um you mean for the you mean for the brownie brittle no you said you were gonna you had a recipe that you'd made of brownie crunch or crunch brownies. no it was chocolate chip crunch cookies yes oh. and it was cornflakes that make the crunch in that oh okay are those the kind you just make like you you mix it all up and you put it in the refrigerator no, you bake them. Oh, you bake those. 
Yes. Oh, okay. Because I've had the bake the crunch ones where you're supposed to just make them and there were oh, like... These are ones that we actually bake. And we might actually get to that in a little bit here. So. Oh, anything involving cornflakes is just good. It's all right. All right. <laughs> Anybody, uh, do we have any other questions? We do not have any further questions that I can see. <clears throat> all right, guys. Well... In that case, how this is going to work is um, I'm now going to play the archive for the call that I did on these chocolate chip crunch cookies a while back. And um, even though there are questions on the call, I will check uh, periodically to see if we do have any questions in here. And uh, this may, of course, result in duplicate questions, but uh, that's how these things go. So let's remember a time when... You all have Tori to keep me in line. And, uh, yeah, so without further ado, let's learn how to make chocolate chip crunch cookies. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another Kerfuffle Cooking Corner. And It's a um, technology trial Tuesday. Very, yes, exactly. And it is indeed a trial Tuesday. It's September 27th, 2022. And today we are going to try our hands at chocolate chip crunch cookies. And I want to welcome everybody in Clubhouse and on the stream. I'm hearing some background noise. So if everybody could check their mute status, even play por favor. And please, and any other languages I'm forgetting, which is. Excellent. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, you were mentioning all the other languages. I so was, I just thought I'd yes. throw Welsh in there too. Exactly. So you didn't know you would get a foreign language question in this call. So, um, but this is cooking and comedy. I should rename it Herbie's Cooking and Comedy Corner. But uh, either way, we are going to be making these. These come from a Joanne Fluke book, and I'm forgetting the actual title now. But um, chocolate chip cookie murder. Hannah book one. All right. Yes. Yeah, so Chocolate Chip Cookie Murder. That is a pretty good book. And no, it's not the chocolate chip cookies that get murdered. But uh, maybe they do because they do get eaten. Well, I was going to say technically they do. Um, <laughs> but but nobody minds that, though. No, they do not. So let's get things started. If you are following along with me, do refer to the ingredients list in the... Um, the ACB email, and by the way, um, we do also have a cooks list, and that is um, acbcooks at acblists.org, I think. Or is it acb-lists? I don't know. You don't know? Okay. Because <laughs> somebody was asking me about that the other day, and they were having issues. So I, um, I don't remember. We need Courtney for that. All right. I think it's ACB Cooks Plus sign subscribe at acblist.org. Yeah, that sounds right. That does sound right. At least somebody knows. Exactly. All right. So, believe it or not, I actually am doing work here in this kitchen as we're getting ready. I'm trying to find where my butter went, which I just had it. Yesterday, there it is, and it was giving me a bit of a concern because I know I'd just gotten some more for this recipe. So what we're going to start off with is two sticks of butter melted, and we're going to then pour that into a bowl. You know, I guess I could use the mixing bowl for the microwave, but... Mm. Depends. Is it a plastic one or a 
ceramic. It's a metal one. Uh, metal, metal, or ceramic metal. I have no idea. Yeah, if you're not sure, don't put it in my case. Exactly. That's why I'm not going to. Um, so what I am going to do is just take out a regular bowl that I do know is microwavable. And I'm going to open the box. This calls for, um, I think it does say unsalted butter. Either way, that's what I tend to use for baking. So two sticks is very easy to measure out. We just take them out of the box. If for some reason you have the box with the half sticks, then you would take out four half sticks instead of two regular sticks. And these sticks come in parchment paper, so we just um, wrap each one and we're going to break it up slightly just because it'll fit in the bowl better and it'll melt quicker as well. So that is stick number one. And let's deal now with stick number two. Any day, thank you. And some people do like to save the uh, parchment paper for nonstick stuff. Um, I just have the roll of it, which I'll be using on the cookie sheet a little bit later on. So let us put this in the microwave and we're going to give it about a minute. Probably actually going to need less time than that, so we're going to do something. So because of the way my microwave is situated, I'm going to bring my mixing bowl over to it because I'm microwave is actually outside of the kitchen. It used to be inside, but I made way last year for a brand new doohickey called an air fryer, and we needed a place to put it, and that seemed more appropriate for in the kitchen, and so that. Is where it sits so the microwave is now outside i'm going to just open the microwave oh it still needs some melting but this gives me an opportunity to press down these sticks into the unmelted part and close the door by pressing them down so that way they will you know melt a little bit uh, quicker and yes if you're not if you're concerned about touching hot things and you would want to use a spoon for this but uh, to uh, touch the surface, but I'm just using clean hands. But if you're crazy like us, you'll just stick your finger in it. Exactly. And how do you get to be crazy like us? Well, you cook all the time. No, I and think we were just born this way, Harry. You think so? Okay. All right. Well, then I'm glad because Lady Gaga wrote a song about us. Uh, born this way. Okay. So it, the full minute was not good enough, so I'm just giving it an additional 30 seconds. And um, just going to, uh, okay, this might actually be good enough. Am I crushing more cornflakes? Yeah, I thought you were going to crush more cornflakes. And uh, I am getting uh, questions here by the, from the cook's assistant. Okay, I'm just going to let this bowl cool down a few more seconds before I take it out and pour it into the mixing bowl. And so if you've got a weird situation like mine, well, in any type of situation, you just, for safety's sake, have your mixing bowl as close to your microwave as possible, so that way there's less chance of spilling things. And um, 
You can also use oven mitts. Okay, but now this bowl is cool enough for me to touch and take out. I'm pouring it into the mixing bowl. And I did use my fingers to feel inside and it is cool enough to touch without me burning my fingers. Now I'm going to take this all the way back into the kitchen. I am going to, again, pour out the bowl one more time just to make sure there's no excess stuff. And then we're going to put this in the sink and I am going to wash. And the next thing we are going to do is add in our sugars. And this calls for both white and brown sugar. Officially. Which, officially, yep. Which is I good. Don't, I, I don't use white sugar ever. So um, I'm just using brown sugar. You're just using brown sugar. All right. This is unfortunately uh, where uh, Tori is too far away because we could do a taste test and see if it affects the flavor of the cookies in any way. It, it would slightly affect the flavors because using the different types of sugar does. Not enough to really matter. And I, for dietary preference reasons, do not like to use um, white sugar. So that's why I'm using the brown sugar. And I know it's there's going to be a, a slight difference in taste, but there always is when you change up ingredients anyway. Yes, there is. All right, so by the way, in case it's worth noting, a cup of butter is two sticks. So if you were using butter in a tub, that's how you would measure it out, is with one measuring cup, the full-size cup. But, um, and it does not specify unsalted. It's just what I use, so, um, because we're going to add in our additional salt in a little bit. But it does call for a cup of each type of sugar, so... We're going to get out the sugar and I have mine in the container so I can just scoop it out. When the, I open the bag, I put it in the container. So, except this, you may have to pour it rather than scoop. Let's see, I'm trying to, this is not a full container, so, okay. So when it's not a full container, I can kind of have it at its side and use the cup to just kind of scoop out. Yay. All right. There is our sugar. Um, hold on. What? Where's the bag? Over here. Hold on. Okay. I do apologize, folks. We've hired on some more kitchen staff for this endeavor and, uh, they want to uh, ask me questions, and uh, that's okay. So they don't learn if they don't ask questions. Exactly. So uh, I'm going to now put this lid back on the container. I am now going to get out the brown sugar again. You can tell a difference with white and brown sugar because they have two different types of packaging. So let us get out brown sugar which I had oh I know where it is I actually put it with the other sugars what do you know I did something that made sense no wonder you can figure it out exactly that's why I don't like people cleaning up because um, they do this thing called organization and um, scary. 
It is. I don't like it. So I'm going to um, now deal with our sugar. And uh, this is always a fun one. So the first thing I'm going to do is get a Ziploc bag, the uh, big ones. So that way I can seal it up. I don't have enough brown sugar to warrant a container because it's not a five pound bag, but we do need to keep it sealed. So brown sugar comes in a plastic bag whereas your white sugar comes in a paper type bag that is usually bigger. So I'm going to see, do I have any Gizzards, 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 gizzards. Mm. All right, they're buried here somewhere, so I won't worry about them. I will just use a knife instead, one with a serrated blade that will allow me to cut into the bag and. More like pierce it. Okay, fine. But I can make a hole and then use my fingers to just tear it open. And it doesn't need to be completely open, just enough for us to pour a cup of the brown sugar. So I'm going to now take the bag and just hold it over the bowl along with my measuring cup. And we're going to just ah, get a grip. And, and any extra is going to go into the bowl here. So come on, out, out, out. Oof. Unfortunately, with a smaller opening, you can have problems with things coming out or not wanting to come out. So you just have to be patient and work with it. I may have given us a little bit of extra sugar, but uh, as long as we don't uh, tell uh, doctors, then uh, it'll be good. I promise not to phone your doctor and tell them. Alright. Well, I'm not worried about you doing it anyway, because if you were to... Um, that would be an international call, unless you get some kind of... Uh, well, I do get discounted international calls, but they still cost money, and I'm not spending that much money just to tell your doctor you've had extra... Yeah, good idea. Um... All right. Um, okay, I'm about to put the sugar in with the Ziploc bags. It doesn't need to go there. It needs to go with my other uh, sugars. Okay. But I'm going crazy. All right. So I know. I know it is. So let's pause right here and see if we have any questions in either Zoom or Clubhouse. So just either one of you speak up if we have any raised hands right now. So why don't I actually take my own advice and we will pause right here to see if there are any questions. There are no hands raised at this time. Oh, wait. Melissa just raised her hand. Yes, ma'am. Unmute, Melissa. Wow, Herbie, that is really amazing. Um, uh, when you made the uh, cookie crunch, um, 
how long did 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 you uh how how long did you uh it, it's it's a memory because of Tori. <laughs> I know I'm a big fan of Tori now too. Um uh how long have you uh how long have you and Tori made the uh, cookie crunch for? Oh well, let's see here. <clears throat> Let me bring up the recipe here and um let's see. Eight to ten minutes. Oh, okay. So the and then recipe... you let them cool for a couple minutes. So. Oh, okay. And how many cornflakes you put on there? Like. Um, we did quite a bit of cornflakes. Um, it really depends on how crunchy you want them, of course. Um. It calls for two cups cornflakes and. And two cr- two cups crushed cornflakes, not two cups cornflakes, and that matters. So when you crush them, that's gonna you're gonna use a lot more than two cups of actual cornflakes. So when you crush them down, um, you're gonna use quite a bit. But of course, you can vary it with how much crunch you want. But uh, the recipe calls for two cups. Oh, okay. At least I'm remembering Tori. <laughs> well, actually, I haven't been here yet, but I know Tori. Tori's been amazing. <laughs> yep. All right. Okay. No one has his hand up. Yes, sir. Oh, when you make the uh, cookie crunch, um, as far as measurement goes, what uh, measurement cups will you need? So it ranges um, two cups. We're also you're also need, so you'll need measuring cups. You'll also need teaspoons. Um, okay. Um, you'll need at least a half cup for the flour, so because it calls for two and a half cups. Okay, that makes sense. And then it says one to two cups chocolate chips. I recommend the two cups of chocolate chips myself, but uh, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, Herbie, I think that answers the question. Thank you so much. You are welcome. All right, and Paige, go ahead. Oh, I guess she took her hand down. So, all right. She may have had star star nine instead of star six. No, there's, well, maybe, but there's no, uh, she's not on the list anymore. Right. Okay, so um, so we don't have any further questions at this time. All right. Well, let's see what uh, questions, if any, uh, we had on the actual call. Well, not hearing anybody, then... Uh... Let us continue on. Herbie, Diane's got her hand raised, I think. Okay, you think. Well, all right. Well, Diane, if that is indeed the case, uh, talk to us. Okay, can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Um, all right, great. I actually have two questions um, for you, Herbie. Number one, um, what kind of microwave is that? Um, you know, we've been looking around for a talking microwave and have never found one. So this is the, I think it's what Chanel, the Magic Chef brand. Oh, I thought it was Hamilton Beach. It could be. Hamilton Beach. 
Yeah, uh, we got this um, back in. Like that, yeah, yeah the, it probably is. We got it back in 2011. And I'll say this much we have not replaced it yet since uh, that was over 11 years ago. Wow. So actually, maybe even, I think it even goes back to 2010. So. Yeah, I mean, I don't have my talking microwave just because I killed it. She, I may even okay. have it Yep. Kirby, Holly, Holly, Anderson. Holly, okay, all can I, right. Uh, wait a minute. Diane said she had two questions. Oh, that's, she, oh. she did, yes. You, you, yeah, okay, Diane, and second question, and then uh, we'll go to uh, Holly. Okay. Um, did, did you, do you um, pack your brown sugar when you measure it? Um, well, I don't even, I don't even pack my suitcase, so I don't even know why I'd pack it. No. <laughs> yes, you should pack the brown sugar when you measure it. Okay. All right. Thank you. All right. I did not, but that's a good idea. But, uh, I, you know, I'm like Kevin and Home Alone. Pack my suitcase? No, just kidding. I do actually pack my suitcase. Well, at least I put stuff in there. I don't know if that counts as packing. Um, all all right. right. Holly. Um, so I was wondering how you deal with, like, because brown sugar tends to clump. So I was wondering how you dealt with that. And I had, um, I had that microwave, the Hamilton Beach one, and it died death and i don't think you can get them anymore so i don't think you can either i think what really helps with ours is we are not big microwave users i've probably used this thing more for my cooking call not now anyway no um i yes. personally have a regular micro microwave with raised buttons and then i just get told which button i need to do the little bit of microwave use i use which is just to do stuff like just melting that butter and stuff like that so yep. i i know where the 30 second start button is and where the stop button is and i just press that however many times i need to and the thing I do not like about this talking microwave, and I'm stirring the sugars, by the way, guys. The thing I do not like about this talking microwave is it does run in 30-second intervals, and it's not easy to set it for, like, 15 seconds or whatever. As for the... Yeah, you can just turn the Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Um, I, I, we have a new kitchen assistant here, guys, and uh, so she's offering a commentary. Yeah, you can do it. Um, but you just have to remember each click of the dial, and it doesn't, even for a talking microwave, it does not read you the seconds, so you have to remember. Um, as for the brown sugar clumping, you just have to stir vigorously. This is truthfully why I hate baking, if, uh, to be honest, because you have to worry about this type of thing. Um, Tori, did you have any tips on that? I mean, we talked a little bit about packing the brown sugar. Um, I personally, like, I, when I'm dealing with the brown sugar, I just break it up with my hand when it's in the bowl. Yeah. Just kind of, when you store it, I was mainly talking more about storage, sorry. Oh, like yeah. Well, when, when I store it, I put it in a tub, and once it's in the tub, I give it a good shake, which breaks up the bigger clumps. Oh, that makes sense. Um, and then... This is Heidi. Hold on, second, everybody, Heidi. please raise your hand if you have anything to contribute. Um, and then basically the, the smaller clumps, I just, as I come to them when I'm doing using it, I break them up. All right. Very good. I guess I'll just like... All right, well, hold on real quick then. Um, Heidi, was yours in response to um, Holly's question or is it something different? No, it's in response to Holly's. 
All right, so I'll tell you what, since it's a response, I'll let you go, and then we're going to switch over to Clubhouse. So, um, I've actually um, been told that if you keep a piece of bread in it, it will keep the moisture, and it will help to prevent it from clumping. Yeah, it doesn't work. All right. So, Very good. Saying. Now, I had heard that uh, trick before, but that's good to know. All right, thank you, Heidi, and now let's go over to Clubhouse. Jeanette. All right, Jeanette. Jeanette. Good morning, all. It doesn't work. Um, two things. You can still get talking microwaves, and we actually have one where you can set this up. You can get them. There is a microwave on Amazon, and if people are interested, I can get the link. Uh, I know someone who purchased it. He loves it. And Blind Mice Mega Mall also has talking microwaves and I believe that's where ours came from and it does we can do seconds we can do minutes we actually love ours but my question for you Herbie is about how long did you put that butter on I'm used to melting it in a pan so I did it about for a minute and a half okay that it depends um, on the temperature of your microwave to how long you need to do it for yeah Sure, but if it's I have that, an idea what he did, I can judge. Honestly, well, you're better off doing it in 30 second increments. Yeah, I remember. I and that's and remember that's why I said I kept looking as I went along. I didn't just trust the time. So, um, um, that being said, you know, if I'd have had more time, I would have preferred the pan. But um, yeah. yeah. But about, you know, it, it, and it just depends. And the more butter you have in there, and, and there's also factors, too, that can, you know, like the size of the bowl and stuff like that. So um, it's one of those things. How long I've it's just, been out of the fridge before you How long it's there. been out of the fridge. Yep. There are so many factors that you just have to gauge and look. Yep. All right. The brown have... butter sometimes makes a difference. Thank you. Herbie Abraham has his um all right before we go back to zoom do we have anybody else in clubhouse i want to double check that first nope nope okay then abraham um i've heard that a slice of apple in your brown sugar or a marshmallow which i just heard yesterday uh works i've never heard the marshmallow one but the apple one might work yeah all I, right i haven't tried the apple one but i know that I the bread that one does not work I knew an apple a day keeps a doctor away. I did not know that an apple a day keeps the moisture in. So there you go. All right. Very interesting tips, guys. Okay, so we need two teaspoons baking soda, salt and vanilla, and two beaten eggs. And I think we're going to do all that before we deal with the flour. And I'm double checking. Yep. So um, let us deal with our baking soda first. And for that, I need my baking soda, which I happen to have. And I have two baking sodas in the fridge. One is kept sealed. Can I use that one for baking? I have another one that can help with odors. That one is left unsealed. So now let's get out our teaspoon. And um, and uh, by the way, folks, just thank you for bearing with us with the confusion. We are getting used to the whole new uh, idea of um, merging Zoom and Clubhouse. So 
and uh, making sure that everybody is uh, accommodated. So we uh, are glad to see this is working out as well as can be expected. So we just, I do thank you all for your patience as we learn how to deal with that. And there are a lot of exciting events happening on both Zoom and Clubhouse, and we'll talk about those in a little bit. All right, I had a teaspoon, and I guess I no longer do. So we will have to make do with, come on, I at least had a half teaspoon a minute ago. Unfortunately, when stuff keeps uh, disappearing, it makes life interesting. Okay, there we go. Um, there's my half teaspoon. So we're just going to do this four times instead of two times and call it good. And let's see. So scoop number one of the baking soda. Oh, we've got a lot of clumpage here, but I'm um, going to pour that in the bowl. Oh, got some stuff spilling here. This is not the greatest teaspoon, but it's working. I think I'm going to need to replace my set. And uh, there, that is in there. So I just scooped it out of the box. And next thing we need is the vanilla. And uh, it's really interesting to me how most chocolate uh, recipes do require vanilla in some form. But That's because quite a lot, a lot of the chocolate used in recipes is bitter and the vanilla will help to sweeten it along with the sugar. Yep. So I'm just going to be liberal with the vanilla and just pour some in, call it good, because it'll be fine. you can? Exactly. So it comes in a an oblong shaped bottle that's kind of like long at the bottom and gets narrower narrower as you get to the top. So that's how you can tell your vanilla bottle. It's uh, usually plastic, and depending on the ounces, will depend on how big the bottle is. Mine is a smaller bottle, and it just has a cap that you twist off. Okay, so. I think the other thing we need here is our salt and our beaten eggs. And again, I'm just going to kind of guess with the salt. We don't want too much. The idea really for the salt is so that way things uh, work together the way they should. So I'm just going to pour in a little bit. And, you know, I don't want too much, obviously, but... Uh, we want enough to where it'll help things gel together. And finally, the beaten eggs. So this is going to be interesting because what we're going to have to do is beat the eggs first before we put them into the bigger bowl. So for this, I'm going to get out my smaller bowl that I use for eggs. And we're going to get out two eggs. So let's see what we can do here. Can I just uh, carry them from the 
fridge. I think I can. And um, you just need two of them. So that'll work out nicely. Okay, so. I'm going to crack egg number one into the bowl, making sure I give myself enough room to work with here. And the shell can be very temperamental at times, but we're getting it. I like to crack closer to the edge so that way we have um, less shell to work with in a way because you only have to lift up the one side. So now egg number two. And cracks the way it should it just creates a nice little gap so that is done and I'm going to toss these shells in the garbage and wash the raw egg off of my hands and then we're going to beat them you can use either a fork or a wire whisk I'm just going to use the whisk and just to move it around the bowl here in circular motions and do that and then we're going to pour this into the mixing bowl and i'm going to put my smaller bowl and whisk in the sink and we are going to then this again so where is my spoon there is my spoon okay so now the when I mixed it the first time the first the at first the butter and the sugars were a little stiff but um this is going to right now it's liquidy I imagine it's supposed to kind of firm up in a little bit here yes it does yep it kind of uh, ends up looks liquidy at the beginning and then firms up same thing happens with most cookie recipes yep but that's what's really going to make it firm up of course is when we add in the flour and all that good stuff okay so does anybody have any questions and uh, about what we've done so far by the way i forgot to mention that that this is just on what we've done so far if you have any additional things you want to talk about save those till later so um zoom clubhouse guys talk to me all right dexter has his hand raised dexter, Hi, dexter. kirby i i understand you know having the uh a thing of baking soda in the fridge to absorb odors and to react with the methane that is produced with regard to the uh, ripening of vegetables and that in there. But the second one uh, that you're using for cooking, I don't understand why you're keeping that inside the fridge. Is that uh, a reason for that? <laughs> It was a good question and I thought I was, you know, I could have, maybe I was told wrong, but I was told that bake, baking soda once open should be kept in the fridge to keep it fresh. Once it's open, but you said it wasn't open. No, it is open, but it's sealed in a Ziploc bag. 
Oh, okay, that's why. But also, well, um, I still keep mine in the cupboard regardless, and it's fine. All right. I, I always have too, and I've never had any issues that way. All right. Well, that is good to know. Like I said, I was told that you should keep it in the fridge so it you know, will remain fresher and last longer. But um... now, baking powder uh, you know, does have major problems with you know keeping it sealed. That, but yeah, but as long as it's properly sealed, so even much. that can be in the cupboard. Yeah, baking yeah, powder, yeah. I've never kept that in the fridge because that always comes in a plastic container with the lid on. And so you just reseal it that way. But yeah, but, uh, you, I mean, you need to I, keep make sure it's sealed. But if it's sealed in your Ziploc baggie, you can put it back in your cupboard. Yeah, I would agree. All right. So, well, that is good to know. And uh, even very Herbie good. learns stuff on these calls. Exactly. All right. Any other questions? Not in Zoom. And how about over in Clubhouse? Not in Clubhouse? Oh, okay. We are good. All right. Then next up is going to be our flour and corn You just spoke very, very loud. Oh, no, it could be me. I, it's okay. I just knocked my table. That's why. Oh, I was going to say, I didn't do anything. <laughs> no, it was me. All right. Sorry. Go, carry on. All right, so uh, now that we've established that I sound normal, at least, even if I'm not normal, um, where is my measuring cup? There it so is. You sounded normal. Yes. All right, so I've got a nice two cup measuring cup and I've got a new bag of flour that I have to use up. So what's going to work the best is, first of all, I need to open the flour and this comes in those re um, package things that are paper, obviously. I'm going to take out my flour container and we're going to pour the flour into there first because it's easier to deal with our measuring cup that way. So these things are a little bit interesting to open, but we can just kind of unseal the package. It doesn't have to be anything pretty here. What we want is to get it open because we're not going to reseal this particular bag anyway. So now I'm going to pour this into the container. And yes, you could pour, if you're good, you can pour the flour from the bag into the cup. I just find that more problematic myself, so that is why I don't. That's but, a good thing where um, Steph works with us, where we're doing grams and ounces all the time, because I can just pour it, put the Kirby, this is uh, bowl on the scales, and, and I just want to let you know it's 55 past the hour. All right. <laughs> 